This episode of the Best of Fives and all the work we do at NeoZaz.com is made possible by the generosity of our Patreon supporters. To find out more and to learn how you can help support all the work we do, please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash NeoZaz. Hello and welcome to another thrilling edition of the Best of Fives. This is Dave, and I'm joined by Chris. Hello. And today, we are counting up the best five Kevin Bacon movies. And uh, we're kind of doing this for a reason, right, Chris? <laughs> well, well, this is something new, though, all right? Why is that? Because this is the first time we're waiting for Tim. <laughs> well, we are waiting for Tim. Figured we'd do something productive, but right. I know I don't know when this is going to be released. But I know that personally, I have Mr. Kevin Bacon on the mind. In fact, Kevin Bacon has taken over my life recently between our recent uh, C-Bon, V-Con episode of Star Wars and Character, this alien that looks just like Kevin Bacon, and um, a project that will hopefully become the Star Wars and Character 2017 Summer Spectacular. Um, so I got Kevin Bacon on the mind. I don't know. I, I'm sure I'm the only one. Did you did you think of what you did this what this project was when you were doing research for Saban, or was that already like way months ago planned out? We started talking about like I started talking about it way back. Like what other things would be a good movie to spoof for the uh, summer spectacular since we did Greece last year something with music in it something that's a popcorny kind of thing and uh, Mr. Bacon's m- one of his most famous came up so okay. Okay. Oh, I don't want to mention it because no. you know, it might it might come up later but uh, spoilers yes yeah and you and I have both seen Kevin Bacon in person do you remember that uh, I know <laughs> No. Why? Why am I not surprised? <laughs> well, the other thing that, that that you and I have gone to have that kind of person is like a talk show. Well, the uh, situation was this, and the only reason I saw him was actually because of you. Um, the former arena where the Flyers and the Sixers in Philadelphia played, because Kevin Bacon is famously, I'd think, at this point from Philadelphia. I don't know if people know that, but he's one of uh, Philadelphia's uh, favorite sons. I'll say that. Uh, he, uh, the, this arena was closing. It was called the Spectrum. Was, if you've seen Rocky, you've seen the Spectrum. Mm-hmm. It's Rocky the statue. First, well, well, it's where the fights in Rocky 1 and Rocky 2 take place. And as it was closing, they decided to have an all-out Philadelphia bash as the last concert at the Spectrum. And they brought back everybody they could that had anybody, any kind of Philadelphia ties. And you got tickets. Do you remember this now? It's, it's, yeah, it's slowly coming back to me, yes. <laughs> okay. And the tickets were cheap because they went back to like the 1980s or something when it was... 70s, yeah, like early 70s prices. So we got it for like five bucks. But, but for who? For everybody? Yeah, it was a festival of sorts. It was uh, the Hooters. It was Hall and Oates. It was the Bacon Brothers. It was um, you know all, all kinds of really good Philadelphia acts. Um, and we got it for five bucks. Yeah, you, you remember this? I, I, I slowly do. <laughs> <laughs> I was there, right? 
Yeah, you were there. I only probably <laughs> did this because of the Hooters, to be honest. Well, yeah, we got that was the, probably the third or fourth time you had seen the Hooters. It was my only time seeing them, and uh, they put on a good show. We've seen Hall and Oates together more than once. Right? Yeah, yeah. And it was a good time. And it was supposed to be the last concert. Weeks later, Pearl Jam came in and did another show. Yeah. Which kind of ruined that whole thing. And actually, Pearl Jam was the final concert at Spectrum. But at the time, it was a good idea. It was the it was the final, final concert. It was the two finals. Yeah, it was the penultimate concert at the <laughs> yeah. Spectrum. So, yeah, we were in the same room with Kevin Bacon. But it was a big room, though. It was a big room. <laughs> but still. Bacon! Oh, God. <laughs> so what we decided to do in tribute to Mr. Bacon, whom I, I, I love Kevin Bacon. I don't know. How, how do you feel? Like, where do you put him on your all-time? Is he a top 20 all-time favorite Top actor? 20, yes. Yes. Maybe in the top 15. Not in, not in, the, not in my top 10, but yes, Kevin Bacon. If, if Kevin Bacon's in it, you know you're going to have a good time watching it. He's solid. He's always solid. Yeah. Even in crap. Like the air up there, yes, total crap. <laughs> but it's Kevin Bacon, You're right? It, it's it's if, if if bacon if it smells like bacon, it's going to taste good. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so we decided in tribute to one of Philadelphia's favorite sons, and because at least I have Kevin Bacon on the brain, we're going to count up the best five Kevin Bacon roles. Um, why don't you go first, Chris? Okay, we just made this this list up like five minutes ago. Yeah, so maybe if I looked again, I'll I'll, I'll pick a better one. Nah. Um, <laughs> I'm trying, oh, here we go. It came out in 2000, and I think the only reason why I'm saying this because as soon as I saw that saw this movie that he's in, I remember what's her name? I want to say Shoe Elizabeth Shoe. I remember when her top was getting untied and you saw boobs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think, and it was. I thought it was a pretty fun movie. It, uh, <laughs> I'm probably the only one. Hollow Man. Yeah, you're the only one. <laughs> <laughs> I like the whole Invisible Man thing. It's a lot better than that than that Chevy Chase one. Whatever that oh, one. Oh, come on. <laughs> Did you see boobs in that Chevy Chase one? Chevy Chase one? Daryl Hannah? No. See? They, they, someone was, was pulling a string from her top and her boob was popping out. And that's all I needed. So, are you saying the only reason you put this on your list is because you see Jennifer's shoes? Elizabeth's shoe. <laughs> or, sorry. Elizabeth's <laughs> shoes. Fun bags. That's that's it. It just might be. It's been a while since I've seen this movie, but I remember watching Hollow Man a lot when it was probably on cable or something. Really? Yeah, it was. It was fun. Josh Brolin was in it. I mean, come on, the Greg Greenberg, whatever Greenberg. Oh, <laughs> you know the guy in every Abrams movie, JJ Abrams movies, and everything. The guy from Big Bang Theory. You you mean the the fat guy from Heroes? That guy. That guy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, Hollow Man. I, I, I don't know. And it was cool. And the makeup and the special effects. Come on. And boobs. What's your number five, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> well, who can follow that? <laughs> that's why, that's why it's number five. It's on the bottom of this. Okay. okay. My number five, I think you were a big fan of, at least for a while, and then kind of petered out. Um, and there's 45 episodes of this show. And the first, mm-hmm. I want to say, two-thirds of it are excellent. I especially, agree. Especially the first third. And uh, you know what I'm talking about. And if you haven't seen this, I know it's on, it might be on Hulu. Um, I don't think it's on Netflix. But it's definitely the first 
two seasons yeah. are yeah. worth checking out, and it's the following. That was and uh, that was indefinite. My number one honorable mention was the following. Okay, good. And uh, he played a guy named Ryan Hardy, and it was a super complex character. I mean, it was the it was your typical like he was a cop. It was actually it kind of followed Silence of the Lambs. Um, there's a serial killer, a devastating serial killer, whom he imprisons, and he's even wounded in it, just kind of like. Uh, the character in Red Dragon and Manhunter. Like, he's kind of a shell of his former self, but he put this guy away. Well, then the following really follows this man's followers while he's in prison who yeah. do some of the most heinous stuff. Some of the stuff, I mean, remember, like, chilling stuff. Yeah, it was, and you're right, the first two seasons fucking knocked it out of the park. Every week we're like, oh, it's on tonight, let's watch it. So yeah. good. So it good. was. A, I remember you and I texting like you're like following the night, following the night. You know, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. like it was a big deal. These these followers did some horrific things that I can remember even pushing the boundaries of network television. This was a Fox show. It was one of those kind of shows where they put the warning up. You know, due to the graphic nature of this show, you know, parental discretion is advised. Right. When you see that, you know, I'm like, eh, maybe I'll watch this. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, and he played this tortured guy where he was just a mess. He was very complex. He wasn't like a macho kind of guy. He was a broken man. And uh, I won't give too much away because I really do recommend watching the show, but he played it so well. Um, it wasn't your typical just like macho cop show. It was a, it was a guy who was on the brink of collapse and dealing with it. It was really good. I think I think too. Um, James per- Perfully, the bad guy. Yeah, they they played well together. Like they both were fantastic uh, on camera together. You know, going back and yep. forth. Yeah, I agree. Really good show, and it even started Sean Ashmore. So I don't know if he's from Smallville or his twin. One of the two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was either the guy from Smallville or one of the X Men. We don't give a shit, yeah, really. Exactly. They, they all they all look alike. The um, same. Yeah, they're the twins. That's what happens. <laughs> That was a good one, Dave. That Which, I, I did put that down. Good. I'm glad it was a, 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 a honorable mention for you. Who was? Uh, what's your number four? <laughs> if you think Hollow Man was fucking bad, um, my number four because Bacon always seems to play. What year does come out? Always seems to play a good guy. It's rare that he plays some kind of you know weird creep bad guy. Mm-hmm. And. I remember seeing this in theaters. I might have even seen it with you, maybe, as a midnight showing or something. And I hate the lead, and the poster with her on it is just horrible. But we always made fun of David Stratherhan, or whatever his name is. Yeah. The River Wild. <laughs> the River Wild. <laughs> is that better than Hollow Man? The River Wild's okay. I can get into that. I remember we did make fun of that a lot, because <laughs> it's like every time I see David Strathairn. Who I do really like. I think he's a great actor. But right. every time I see him, I think of him just clinging to the side <laughs> of a cliff. Exactly. And like broad daylight or whatever. And, and you can't see me. Like, boink, there's a person on the fucking side of a mountain t- trying yeah. to hide. Yeah. We, we we used to laugh. at. We would even poke our heads in there to see if he was on the mountain. Yeah. Like, and, and they make fun of that on Seinfeld. When Kramer is, uh, when his phone number gets uh, confused for Mr. Movie Phone. And he's, <laughs> yeah, okay, he's, yeah. he's he's doing fake, you know, previews <laughs> on movie phone. He's like he's like Kevin Bacon, you've got to get me off that mountain. Mountain high. 
<laughs> Rated R. <laughs> and da- David Strathairn is clinging on by his little fingernails to the side of a cliff, and they're paddling by. No one sees him. I remember. I think we when we worked at the theater, and all, we used to like like stick to the wall sometimes and pretend we're David Strathairn, and people walk past us. You can't see me. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah he played. He played Wade. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I just I haven't seen this movie in fucking forever. But I just remember how fun and cool it was that he was the bad guy and you know trying to attack this this lovely family with a guy who fucking clings on the fucking mountains. You know. <laughs> <laughs> my, so, list, so, my list is awful. <laughs> so far, you picked your number five because of Elizabeth Shue's boobs. Yes, boobs. And number four because of David Strathairn clinging to a mountain. Correct. Okay. <laughs> So your your list has very little to do with Kevin Bacon. Well, he's in those movies. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. What's, what's your four? My, my list is awful. My number four is, uh, I'd say, one of the two movies that is the, the reason that the Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon game exists. And it's, it's his short turn as uh, Willie O'Keefe in JFK. Ooh, okay. And he has scenes where Costner goes to see him in prison, and he's so full of attitude, and he does it so well. But then they they do the flashbacks where he is – you find out how he became embroiled with Lee Harvey Oswald and and, um, – crap, I forget the name of the the actual man, but the guy that Joe Pesci plays. And that this Willie O'Keefe was this like kind of like – he was a he was a gay dude who got involved with these people because the the Pesci character was also gay, and he knew things about the investigation. Whether this stuff really happened or not, who knows? Oliver Stone's an asshole, <laughs> but it's it's a compelling story. And the scenes when Costner would go to visit him in prison were great. And there was even like this little bit of sexual tension, at least on Bacon's part. Costner, his character wasn't interested, but he was like, you know, you're, you're a sexy man, Mr. Mister Holmes. Oh, yeah, you know, like, yeah. like he was just like, he, he was so good in that short role. And I guess that's kind of what Kevin Bacon does. He's a character actor right. and he'll take on these characters. And that one I really, really enjoyed along with all the other Great actors like John Candy and all those people that just popped up in JFK. He's one of those people who made it great. And because of that, and he's in that movie with 8 million people, that's where that game came from. That and another movie. I don't want to mention it because I don't know if it's on your list. Well, that's, that's my number three. Is this is the next movie that has a big-ass um, cast, um, uh, A Few Good Men. Oh, that's not what I'm saying. Oh, oh, okay. Wasn't he like the other lawyer going against... Okay. I, yeah. I haven't seen this movie in so long either, but I just remember how, and you're right, he was, he's probably in it, but he's so fucking great at just being, you know, trying to get to the point and trying to get facts out of people, and he's just, he's so good at it. Big, yeah. You know? Cap, he's uh, Jack Ross. He's his friend. Yeah, yeah. And and he does a good job of playing, almost like playing both, both sides. Like, he has to prosecute these guys but he also, you can tell he kind of feels bad for him, and he's friends with Cruz, so there are times that he's trying to, like, almost help him. Yeah, yes. Or, or trying to save him from getting himself court-martialed. Like, he's really, he's almost kind of, like, in between, even though he's the pro- prosecutor. You usually end up hating the prosecutor in courtroom movies. Right. And you you don't with him. You're like, he's just a good dude. Just trying to help. Just trying to help. He's trying to do his job, but still be a friend kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. 
It's, it's been yeah. that's, I haven't seen the movie in so long, but I remember how how great the movie is. You know. Yeah, that's an honorable mention for me. It's not on my list because that movie, I think, that movie ends up like if you watch it now, we should we should almost watch it or or Lou should do that for dial up movies. Yeah, because I've seen it recently and it's so cheesy. It's like over the top cheese, but it's good cheese. It's like <laughs> it's the best cheese out there. Yeah, it's like brie. You know, it's like <laughs> really, it's good cheese, but it's 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 not great. But you still like watching it. Oh god! Yeah. And the whole speech, you know, you want to just talk along with it the whole time. Absolutely. That's my All number right. three. A few good men. That is an excellent one. My number three is, uh, I would say, the thing that made him famous. I mean, he was in a few things, and I doubt Animal House and Diner are on your list. Um, they are I not. cannot. I can't honestly say I've ever seen Diner, nor am I nor am I interested. And uh, Footloose is the thing that made him a household name. It's the thing that's been on my mind for weeks now. As Ren McCormick, how cool was this guy when we were twelve years old? Fucking, um, we all wanted we all wanted to to dance in a in a in a barn <laughs> angrily. Uh, yeah, angrily, yes, and do gymnastics. Absolutely. Who doesn't? <laughs> now he was like, I remember. I mean, we t- we did a whole. If I mean, you want to get a totally immersed in Footloose, we did on uh, the Grady's, the Great Eighties movie debate. We did a whole show on Footloose, so we went on and on and on about Footloose. But I remember people dressing like him. And wearing those clothes and wearing their hair like that, like he was a trendsetter. Oh yeah, and 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 you're right. That's what that's what uh, put Kevin Bacon on the map. And you're right. He he made other shit, but this was the one that holy shit, who's this guy? You know? Yeah, he became somebody at that point. And I'm, I mean, like I said, go back and listen to that. But my favorite story that I remember about doing research for that show was that he went to a middle America high school, uh, dressed. In his costume from the movie, wore his hair that way, and secretly enrolled in school. Nobody really knew who he was, but it was like maybe you know he just enrolled as like Ren McCormick That's at school. Awesome. Yeah, and exactly what happens in Footloose happened to him in the school. Like, that's, I mean, it wasn't cool. a town that banned dancing, but right. like you know, like his first interactions with like. Chris Penn's character and some of these other characters, like they they treated him the way they treat Ren in the movie. So it was like he he was doing research, and I remember like it's exactly what happened. That's that's so. really cool. Like I just I just can't like did he go for the school the whole year? Like you know what I mean? Like did he just say all right I'm done and never show up? And then years later, the kids are like you know what he said the guy who sat next to me in, in, in math. You know? <laughs> yeah. No, it was like I think it was a couple of days or a week or you know like just maybe even a day. That's cool. Just to, just to see you know what it was like. But it's like here's here's your costume from the movie kid. We enrolled you in high school. He was I'm sure older than kids too, but right. But I love that story, and I love that movie. And uh, I won't say too much. If you want to hear us gush about Footloose, and you know, go back and listen to that Grady's. It's it's one of my favorite ones. Go back when we had another podcast called The Grady's. Yeah, we don't do that anymore. <laughs> um, What's your number two? Number two is a movie that is really not that good. Um, 
it's not really where th- everyone thinks that this killer is from the first one, but he's not. And it's just every time I think of Kevin Bacon, I think of him laying on the bed, getting the arrow through the fucking neck, and yeah. Friday Thirteenth. <laughs> like that. That, is- that movie is like. Yes, he's a footloose, yes. But whenever you hear Bacon, you all know that he was a victim from from Jason, or Jason's mother, in this one, I guess. And it's fake as shit. It's The arrow comes down through like the, the clay throat, and the ketchup starts going down the side, but he's just gasping for air. It's just, it's so, like, everybody starts from a horror movie, I think. Every, like, <laughs> young actor. You know what I mean? And this was his. I, that is a good one. I mean, that we we talked about that at some point too. That's one of my all time favorite movie deaths. Not uh. even just horror movie. And I disagree about it looking bad. I think it looks really good, yeah. even still to this day. I think the the effects on that. I don't know if that was Tom Savini, but I think they're really actually pretty good and hold up. It's been a while, so I, I just I just I remember like seeing like you can tell it's like Bacon's head, but then. But it's still cool though, and it's like right through the fucking throat, and and he can't, uh, he's gasping for air and shit and everything. Yeah, that's did did Jason's hand come? Yeah, come up and grab his forehead, right? I yeah, think. the mom's the mom's hand. He's sitting there. He just it's like post coitus, and he's uh, kind of sitting there smoking a cigarette, just looking up at the ceiling on the cot, and all of a sudden the hand appears quickly and uh, right on his forehead, pinning his head yeah. to the cot, and then. Through the neck. How the hell can an old lady hold down Kevin Bacon now? Well, it was Betsy Palmer. She was a Miss America. She, she was probably like on something. She, she she was on roids, I guess. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> but that that's yeah. a classic scene, and it's it's a, you know like 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 Giant Depp came from Elm Street and all. Like this is his, you know, that he came from from Jason. It's just so cool that he did that, you know, and that's where it started from, you know, almost. Yeah. All right, good one. It's better than, than Hollow Man, right? <laughs> <laughs> you just have horror movies on your list. I should, yeah. <laughs> My number two is, uh, I didn't think this would be on your list, and I can't imagine it's number one. Um, you, you're not a fan of John Hughes. No. Okay. <laughs> I do like some shit, but other shit that people love, I don't get it. All right, well, this, the one that I'm about to speak about is probably not one of his more famous ones. Uh, it's it's one of the ones where John Hughes started growing up and he started doing, you know, getting out of high school and, and people then in their in their 20s or, or, or moving on into adulthood. And it's one of my all-time favorite movies and his performance in it is, it's probably his actual best performance in in a movie that I that I'm thinking of off the top of my head, and it's she's having a baby. I knew it was that because I'm I'm on IMDb here, and I never seen that, Dave. I, I'll be honest, like I never I never seen this movie. It's a great, it's so great. Um, especially if you can put yourself in his place, you you have you have two kids. It's not just the baby and the delivery. It's about the movie isn't really about just that. It's about becoming an adult and having a mortgage and getting a job and that kind of stuff and settling into your life. And he is all out of whack the whole movie and really does a good job. I mean, it's, 
it's definitely a comedy and there are funny scenes there's even like these fantasy kind of scenes he, he kind of like does what like zach braff does in scrubs like where he'll just kind of stare and have this fantasy and you get to see what he's thinking and that happens a lot in it and they're very funny but it's also put up against some real drama and heartbreak and things like that and he's really good at all of it it's it's so good alec baldwin's even good in this movie that's how good it is and you hate alec baldwin now huh i do but he <laughs> plays he plays his brother um yeah bacon plays uh, jefferson briggs um and they call him jake in the movie it's it's a really really it's one of my favorite movies and the music in it is awesome um you would like you know you would like you would like the credits <laughs> why was it credit because the credits is um a bunch of people random people saying what they think the baby should be named and a lot of them are celebrities and i think they were just celebrities that were like friends of john hughes because he was also making um the great outdoors at the time so like Dan Aykroyd and John Candy are two of the people that give baby names. They must have been somewhere near the set of Cheers because it's Woody Harrelson and Sam and uh, and Ted Danson and John Ratzenberger and they're all on it. It's like, it's like really cool and they're just like giving out weird names. Um, yeah, I'm going to this here. I see Bill Murray, Livin' Newton John, Joanna yeah. Kearns, Michael Keaton. Yeah, because they must have been. It was that was around when. Um, um, Scrooge came out because Bill Murray does his in. It, it's on the set of Scrooge. He's in his costume. Oh my! You know, I think I I, I want to watch this now because I know being older now and the kids and everything and being I'm an emotional sap. I'll probably fucking love this movie. You'll cry. There's yeah. no there's no chance that you won't. <laughs> several times, and he has a gut wrenching turn of events in the movie. That's all I'll say. I have to watch this now because I, I think I love this movie. I think maybe as a kid watching this, I, I, it's like this is stupid. Babies and marriage and working and adults. Fuck that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now I'm all that. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Your your perspective is different. So yeah, I, I think it'll hit home. I think it will. Uh, like I said, it's not like John Hughes is famous for a bunch of things, and this is not. I'd say in the the pantheon of famous John Hughes movies. But it should be, and I think if this is one people skip, they really should go back and give it a shot because it's it's great and he's awesome in it. I'm going to watch it. I'm, this is on my list. I want to watch this now. All right, all right. My yeah. number one was already said. It was. Yes. What was it? It it's it's probably and you're right. It's his most famous movie, Footloose. I didn't think you liked Footloose. I don't, but I think it's grown on me. I think I I I seen it a few more times after we did did the Grady's and all on TV and I keep it on. It he is awesome as hell. I love the music. I love the fucking soundtrack and it's just I think it's grown on me. Like it took me what um, thirty years maybe. <laughs> it came out like nineteen eighty four. Yeah, so it just is his most popular role. So it's it's and I think I'm excited now because I I am a part of something new coming soon. <laughs> That's right. So it's on my mind. So yeah, fully everything you said is I totally agree and gotta cut foot loose. I'll even I'll even tell you you're gonna be shocked about what I'm about to say. Yeah. I'll even I'll even give you this. Um it, 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 Footloose and Kevin Bacon probably involve the funniest thing I've ever seen Jimmy Fallon do. Oh, do you know what, what I'm talking about? 
when didn't Kevin Bacon cut back out and do the whole opening? He did. Yes. And I saw it recently okay. because I was doing some research and Jimmy Fallon starts his little, I guess Kevin Bacon was a guest on the show, and he yeah. comes out and says that dancing has been outlawed on the uh, Tonight Show. <laughs> and they cut to Bacon in his dressing room who says, jump back. <laughs> and then does the entire dance, like really as a 50-year-old yeah. dude. It's like I, I'm like I'm watching it and I'm thinking to myself like I bet they didn't even need to rehearse this that much. I bet he remembers it. Like that's how good he is. I bet he remembers the choreography. He had the beer bottle. He had the cigarette, and then did the whole dance to never down the hall. They even like made fun of the stupid stuff in there. Yeah, dance. he was he was bouncing off the walls and tearing off pictures or something and shit down the hallway. It was really good. Yeah. And I mean, I'm giving Bacon most of the credit, but it was somebody no, on the Jimmy Fallon show's I, idea. I think, Fallon, so. I think Fallon's behind it all. I think Fallon deserves all the credit. <laughs> all right. Well, he does deserve credit for this. And then it ended with like the entire staff doing the final dance with him in the red tuxedo jacket. Like, yeah. really? So go go ahead, Jimmy Fallon. You made me laugh once. <laughs> That's a, you don't watch it enough to laugh more than once. How about that? <laughs> Touche. Touche. So yeah, number one for loose. Uh, I'm dying to hear yours because I think all the the major ones have been said. Well, my number one, I know you're also not a fan of, but it, it maybe not his best performance. Like I think she's having a baby still is his best performance, but it's by far, by far, the finest movie that he's involved in. And I know that you don't like it, and it's Apollo 13. Space, <laughs> where he plays Jack Swaggart. Uh, last all minute replacement. All he did was just just, just sit there. Tom Hanks no. did all the work. What do you mean Tom Hanks did all the work? <laughs> Jack, Swag Jack Swagger was the pilot on that mission. He had a lot to do. He had to thread the needle. I had come seen in his movement so long. He had to come in last minute for Gary Sinise, who got no. He was gonna get the chicken pox, but he never got him. So it's good he was on Earth because he could get them back. So how many pilots? So so what's Tom Hanks? He was the commander. Is that the same thing as a pilot? No. Tom Hanks was the pilot on like former Apollo missions, but then he was promoted to commander and then like he doesn't actually do the piloting. Somebody else does. But how hard is it to pilot a thing up in space? It doesn't move. It's, it just it's floats. It's insanely hard because you have to do all the thrusters going eight million directions to get it going steadily in the direction you want it to go. What was what was Bill Paxton's job? I forget what he was like the mission specialist or something like that. I don't remember. Okay, that's the way things work, Jack. I'm just trying to say shit. That's that. If Matt's listening to this, come on, you know, you get all mad. You know, space is stupid. Yeah, you're gonna get mad, mad. If I cut that out. What does NASA stand for? I don't even. I don't even know. <laughs> isn't that a joke? Oh, fuck! Isn't from the Challenger? Remember that? I don't know. If you start making Challenger jokes, you're really gonna lose everybody. No, no. I, I think Matt. I think Matt's the one who told us this joke. Well, Jack Swaggart, the real, was a real dude, and uh, then he actually became a senator, I think, and he died. He got cancer and died pretty young, but. Uh, Kevin Bacon's great in that movie. He, he That movie's great in general. And I think Ron Howard is what makes that movie great. But all the people are cogs in this wheel of what makes it great. And he's one of the one of the 
brightest parts of it. He, it I love the movie. I watch it. I could watch it anytime. It's like to me, it's a perfect movie. There's there's not a second of that movie that isn't stunning. I love it. I remember watching. Yeah, I mean it's 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 the cast and Ron Howard. It's it's a great movie. I, I'm just making fun of it. All right. Well, my five backwards just to recap were uh, number five was the following, number four JFK, number three Footloose, number two she's having a baby, number one Apollo thirteen. What about you, Chris? I I should take off my number five because I forgot about Murder in the First because that was a great movie. Um, that was a good movie. It was number five Hollow Man boobies. Number four, River Wild, Meryl Streep's boobies. Number three, A Few Good Men, Demi Moore's boobies. Number two, Friday the 13th, Betsy Palmer's boobies. (laughs) (laughs) And number one, Footloose. Lori Singer had none. I was going to say John Lithgow. John Lithgow's boobies. (laughs) How about Diane Weist? Ew. (laughs) What do you mean, ew? No. To to me, Diane Weist has always looked old and nasty. Nah. Yeah. She's great. And treatment? Come on. <laughs> what about, uh, I got a few other uh, honorable mentions here. You mentioned uh, Murder in the First, which yeah. was really great. I forgot how um, great the movie was, yeah. How about the movie that I was talking about that where he's in with everyone else that gets the game going is uh, Sleepers. Oh, yeah. Is it Brad, Brad Pitt one? Yeah, and, and he plays an evil dude in that. You want to talk about bad guys i mean this is like the baddest of bad guys he's like one of the the dudes that's molesting these kids as when they're children and then they come back and well he gets his man it's been so long since i've seen these movies yeah de niro is awesome that movie but yeah that was one of that was where i thought you were going with that um x-men first class Ooh, sebastian yeah, yeah. I thought he added a little bit to that, and uh, this—I th- thought you were going to say this one for sure because it's just straight up action. It's like straight up vigilante revenge movie, uh, Death Sentence. Where, Did I see where, that? Yeah, I remember you seeing it because we talked about it. I remember okay. you saw it. You told me I had to see it. It was just like straight up. His family's killed, and he's hunting these people down. That's I all. I remember that now. For protect what's yours. I remember that now. Okay, yeah. That's oh, a straight, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. That is a straight-up good time watching that movie. That's good. And and I mentioned John Hughes. I always have a, a small place in my heart for his cameo in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. I love that because I think that was another thing. He was like, those movies are all made around the same time, and it's like he's friends with John Hughes, and John Hughes is like, hey, I, need, uh, I think it would be funny if you're in the scene racing Steve Martin for a cab. It's one of the best scenes in the movie, and he's, he's really funny. I mean, he doesn't say anything. He's just got that smirk. And you see Steve Martin kind of close his eyes a little, and they're off to the races. It's right. uh, it's it's a great little scene. I just but saw I saw here um, Mystic River. I remember when I saw that for the first time. That That's gr- got a big cast too. Yeah, that was great. Well, I'm glad we did this. Yeah, we I'm had to gl- kill some I'm time. Tim, I'm glad Tim was late. <laughs> yeah. We had to kill some time so so Tim could you know see a movie, have some dinner, rub a grave, and get a patch. <laughs> Good. In the meantime, we paid tribute to one of our favorite actors and uh, one of the uh, a man from the greatest city, not only in North America, but in the world. I'm going to say it. All you international people. <laughs> I'm saying it. Philadelphia is the greatest city in the world. I don't know so, in the world. I don't know in the whole world, Dave. It's a big oh, place. come on. It's a come big on. place. Come on. How about Telford? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, how about Quakertown? How about Quakertown, yeah. All right, well, thanks for joining us on this episode of the Grady's. Uh, you know, what is important in this life is not what you like. It's what... <laughs> I said it wrong. <laughs> Come on, Matt. <laughs> This is this is why this is why Lou has his little sign off. But I'm not saying that. I'm saying even, what I want to say. I don't even know what he says. Yeah. I don't even know what he says. What's important is what you like, not what you are like. Okay. You remember that. Bacon. Bacon.